Hi guys, it is producer Elise here. What's up? I uh, just wanted to give you a quick heads up before this episode for context. In case you get confused, the very first part of this episode we actually recorded in March and we're using it now because it's really bloody funny. But there's a little bit in there where Abby refers to a current news story, which was current back in March, but obviously is no longer current. Look, this probably sounds all very confusing, but once you hear the story for that we're talking about, you will understand. Okay, enjoy the app. Hi everyone and welcome back to It's A Lot with Abby Chatfield and producer Elise. We've had a really fun morning so far. I couldn't speak at one point and I had to take some sleeping medication to sleep last night. So I am feeling kooky. Isn't that right, producer? <laughs> She's uh, going to give us some gold today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Okay, so first of all, how's everyone going? Been a little while. Miss you all. So I wanted to start the top of the show with something that is very, very serious, but is also, I mean, it's not funny under any circumstances, but it's also just like... I thought it was a Batuta Advocate article. I thought it was Batuta. I was I was certain. I don't know about you all, but I'm in a group on Facebook that's called I Thought This Was Batuta, But Australia Is Actually This Cooked. And this belongs right in there. So pedestrian, recently, the reason why I'm saying pedestrian is because I'm going to read a lot of their articles. So thank you to Zach Krellen for writing this for me. I really appreciate it. The article's title is as follows. The Liberal staffer who wanked over a female MP's desk has been sacked and good fucking riddance. I mean, yes, so true, Zach Krellen. So for those of you who missed it, a video was released of a Liberal staffer, as per title, wanking over a female MP's desk. Now, I couldn't help but wonder, why? 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 Why did you wank over the desk? Why? Why? It kind of reminds me that, like, obviously it's disgusting and it is really reflective of how deeply ingrained the boys club culture is within Australian Parliament, which we knew, but I guess this is just like, what? This is like soggy sayo energy. Now, for those of you who don't know, I think everywhere in Australia, this is it's law, it's folklore. It's a beautiful story. Some may say a rite of passage when you find out about this. So Soggy Sayo, I don't know if the people who aren't in Australia listening or people who somehow got through their schooling life that hearing about this thing, lucky you. In Brisbane, the school that was accused was a boys' private school, of course. And apparently what the boys used to do would get a... And I don't think it's true either. They'd get a sayo. So a sayo is a delicious, crusty biscuit. You can put some avocado on it. You can put some tomato on it. Or you can make it soggy. And the way you make it soggy is by apparently there was a myth that certain boys, teenage boys, would wank around the sayo onto said sayo, similar to the way that this liberal staffer wanked over a desk. And the last person to ejaculate or have cummies had to eat said soggy sayo. Elise, was this a thing in your in your life? Not in your life. <laughs> Hard no. Have you heard of it though? Totally. I went to an all-girls school yes. and there was a rumour that the all-boys school would do this. I also live with three men who something similar has been joked about. 
I always thought it was an urban myth. Like no one would do that. No one would do it. Surely, unless you're in parliament. Maybe that's what they do when a new prime minister's sworn in. They're like, have a soggy say, oh, mate. Jenny said it's all right. Jenny Jenny gave you permission to eat the soggies to come on, mate. It's not gay. That's what is happening in parliament. Just <laughs> If I ever get into parliament, God help me, I'm going to be asking every single person. I'm going to say soggy sayo. No, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a journalist. I'm going to go to a press conference. I'm going to be very eager to talk to ScoMo. Put my hand up. All I'm going to say is soggy sayo and see what its reaction is. <gasps> they know. Um, and I mean, if, you know, if, if Soggy Sayer was your kink, no shame, I'm not trying to kink shame, but it is weird. It is weird for, because this was going around when I was like in grade nine. So it was 14 year old boys in my, uh, so fucked. Is it like drop bears though, do we think? Yes. Is it the intra Australiana drop bear? Are we tricking each other? Are we gaslighting each other? Regarding Soggy Sayers? I know. I'm sure one person has done something similar in one instance. Anyway, that's what the article reminded me of. Obviously, it's fucked. Obviously, it's disgusting. There's a boys club. We all knew this. Jenny, do your best to stop it, babe. You know, try harder. Talk to ScoMo some more. Let it remind him he's got daughters. Remind him there are women in his life that exist. And yeah, that that would really help everyone involved. So I guess this is on Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Okay, so I also want to talk about something that's been and driving me a bit crazy lately, and that is TikTok. TikTok, 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 tick. Okay, so I got TikTok around a year ago when the pandemic started. Biggest mistake of my life. I mean, TikTok brings me a lot of joy. I learn a lot from it. My For You page is pretty good. It's like half educational, half like, I don't know, cats doing weird things, dogs doing weird things. It's It's pretty great. But I'm just, I have, I've been having a few issues with it lately. Namely, I've been noticing this trend. Now, Elise, are you on TikTok? I am purely as a passive consumer, though. I don't make things because I'm 30 and don't know how it works. Right. Yeah, it is hard to figure out. I did Google how to make a TikTok around April last year. Yeah, I'm just figuring it out. My friend Seisha, love you, Seisha. She's very good at it. So whenever I need a sound, I'll send Seisha a voice recording of my sound that I think I need and she'll reply with a link to a video. She's amazing. Love you, Seisha. So there's a trend right now. And I, again, your For You page is catered to what you are consuming. So I'm concerned that I'm consuming things like this. There is a trend that's making me feel very uncomfortable and it's not even funny, but it's kind of funny. No, it's not funny. It's gross, but it makes me, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Where male men, male men, they are either teachers or they're in their early 20s will do these clothing hauls or you know how you see girls do like what I would wear if I was a different emoji and it's like they go I'm at the green love heart and I'm green and they're like oh I'm the I'm like the butterfly and they're like but really cute right and it's like different outfits now the theme is what I would wear on different days of the week as your teacher I've seen the female version of this and thought it was cute because it's like, lol, yeah, all my English teachers did look like that. Is it sexy? No. These men are doing it in a sexy way. That's fucked. It is like, I don't know if you guys have seen like those really cringe TikToks where like men will just like 
dry hump the air and stuff. It's like that energy where they're like, they're in like a turtleneck and like they'll have like their blazer. They, they look great. They look they're so hot. And like, if it was just like a clothing haul, I'd be like, yes. But it's framed as what I, it literally is called what I would wear as your teacher or what I wear to teach my students. And it's like, they have like 200,000 likes and it's making me, it genuinely, at first I was like, Ugh, like my initial reaction was, Ugh, what's going on there? And then I scrolled past and I scrolled up again because I was like, no, I need more to, and I thought, why did I think gross? And obviously on TikTok, there's a lot of conversation around and a lot of evidence. A lot of creators who look childlike blow up because there are a lot of pedophiles who use the app. Like, obviously, and that isn't the creator's fault, but some of the trends cater to these perversions. Now, that in itself, I mean, uncomfortable, yuck. But the creators are doing these trends. They would be, in theory, the victims, right? And it still makes me uncomfortable. Like people say Bella Porch. I mean, all she does is do weird little faces. I don't I don't know if I see an issue with it. I don't follow her, so I've seen like two of her videos, but nothing crazy. But when it's grown men being like what I would wear as your teacher and there are comments like on TikTok, most of the users are like 12 to like 22. Like that's the fucking age. It fucking terrifies me because all the comments like 30, like 15 year olds, I'm like, I wish you were my teacher daddy. And as well because, and I hate sounding like a fucking, like, kids are growing up so fast these days. Like, that's like, you know, every generation said that about the generation below them since forever. And also, I don't even know what generation I'm part of. It's actually a big mystery to me that no one will tell me if I'm a Gen Z millennial. When I say I'm a millennial, people say, no, you're not. When I say I'm Gen Z, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, I was born 95. You decide. Anyway, different point. People that are younger than me, I think they are growing up quicker and it's good in ways and it's bad in ways. They are learning much more than we ever learned. They have access to information and education and they are more aware of social issues and they are more aware of what is right and wrong and what they can do to change the world. And I fucking love that about the younger generation. They are absolutely killing it in that regard and educating each other and being aware. But on the other hand, I mean, it concerns me the access they have to people that are saying, this is what I'd wear if I was your sexy teacher. It's like Ezra from Pretty, yeah, Ezra from Pretty Little Liars, the teacher that was dating Aria. I mean, I think there's, uh, I don't know, when, when you're presenting yourself, even though it's quote unquote like a fashion haul, when you're presenting yourself as a sexy teacher, it just doesn't sit right with me. It makes me feel really, really gross. I mean, I think everyone since forever, if you were a straight girl, particularly not all girls' school, you had a crush on your English teacher. That's the long and short of it. And all the girls and St. Readers know how I'm talking about. We've all had it. Whenever I post my Instagram, everyone's like, yep, and they guess it right. As a teenage girl, yes, you can have you have crushes on teachers, you have crushes on older men, you know, that's, I think that's like a normal thing of growing up when you're in grade 10 or 11, like, I don't know if that's particularly bad, but my English teacher wasn't uploading TikToks being like, what I'd wear to teach you, and like, uh, like that, it's yuck, it's yuck, it really, and it's making me feel fucking ill, and I'm glad that you agree with this, because I thought that I was being a bit, like, I'm scared of being like the conservative mom, but it really fucking made me feel sick, that's my number one issue with TikTok, is that trend. I've seen three videos now and I report them all. I'm sorry. I'm reporting. 
I'm a reporting rascal. I'm reporting them. I don't think it's appropriate. I think it's close to grooming. Makes you feel fucking sick. Ew, it's, it's like they're putting out a wide net to catch young women to groom. And whether or not they are underage, these men all look about early 20s to mid 20s. That's the age. If you're a real teacher, you should be fired. You should be fired. If you aren't, really weird. Really weird to cosplay. Um, my other issue with TikTok that I'm having recently, and I'm still going to use it. Like, don't think that I'm like hating on TikTok. I'm still going to use it, obviously. Yeah, the second issue that I have is obviously recently I'm going like in like a couple of weeks to a psychiatrist to see if I can get diagnosed with ADHD, whatever. That's kind of beside the point, but it's kind of the point. And I think TikTok is increasing my anxiety and shortening my attention span to the point where I can't even sit through a like 14 second TikTok anymore. That's fucked. It's like wasting my time. And then I was thinking about the other day while I was scrolling and I was like, can you remember three videos ago? Like next time you go scroll, scroll through the Tic Tac and try and remember what the video was like three or five or ten videos ago. It goes in your brain and goes out the other end of your brain if your brain were a tunnel. So I'm getting kind of over it. I might delete the app on weekends or something. I don't know. It's getting bad. I think I have an addiction to it now, which was very slow because I never used to use it. I never really used to use it, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's not useful information anymore. I'm not really engaging with it. I'm just doing it to fidget or like stop anxiety. My other issue with TikTok, me just complaining about TikTok, is I was thinking about this morning, as we know throughout history, it's like the start of my every essay in high school, throughout history, comma, women, every essay I ever did, I made it about feminism. (laughs) Women have been oppressed. Throughout history, there have been different body types that are aspirational. Obviously, we see paintings from, and no no art history genius has come for me. Old paintings, I'm just going to say, so you can't say that I'm wrong, of like women who were like what we'd say today are quote-unquote plus-size world aspiration, like Aphrodite energy. And then it went to like very thin, like when I grew up, there's been heroin chic in like the 90s. Then there was like early 2000s where like having a flat stomach was all you needed to be trendy Britney Spears energy and then it was like big fake boobs like Anna Nicole Smith but not Anna Nicole Smith like yes Pamela Anderson perfect like Pamela Anderson and then it was Kardashians and now I feel like that's going out of fashion quote-unquote out of fashion not the body should ever be in or out of fucking fashion I saw a post the other day about people getting their BBLs the Brazilian butt lifts reversed or removed, I don't know if it's implants, I don't know if it's a pull-up thing, but they're getting them reversed because apparently big asses are now going out of fashion. It's only been a couple of years. <laughs> Can we stop changing the fucking goalposts? And this kind of brings me around to my point, is that I think TikTok is creating a new form of pretty, like TikTok pretty. And I don't know if I'm the only person that's noticing this. I don't know if it is because the algorithm favours really childlike petite dainty features i don't know if that's what's happening i can't figure out what it is but there's something up about being tiktok pretty like in my mind that tiktok pretty would be madison b is like the like peak tiktok pretty and that's fucking great right 
But it's at a point. This is so fucked. I have this thought this morning. This is so fucked. This is actually really fucked that my brain thought this. And this is why I was like, I'm going to try and write this in the podcast today. I was in the lift and I was like, I look pretty today. But people on TikTok wouldn't think so. But not like a sad way. It was like an observational way. It wasn't even like, no one thinks I'm pretty. It was like, oh, like, I look pretty. My eyeliner looks really nice in the lift. And then I was like, oh, but if I posted on TikTok, like people wouldn't really like, it wouldn't blow up in a way that it would if I wasn't like TikTok pretty. But I can't figure out what that means. And I've been thinking about it for my whole half hour drive over here. And let me know like in like the comments of the podcast Instagram, it's Lotpod and Instagram. If you understand what I'm saying, and I feel like when I was younger, I say this a lot, when I was younger, we had magazines and like everyone said they were very damaging for our mental health and for, you know, it created a lot of eating disorders, which it did. Absolutely. I mean, for fuck's sake, people were literally skin and bones and were being called overweight if they had cellulite on the front page of NW magazine when you were at the shop with your mum, you know. But I think now... There's still fat phobia. There's still a certain body type you have to be. It's even more unrealistic. And you're seeing millions and millions of people. It's like I was saying that girl with the Bebo thing. Like, I don't know. It's really, it's really fucking with my head. Also, on that fucking point, I think there should be new rules about editing photos. This is not about TikTok anymore. This is my rant. Just continuous rants. I've had a lot of thoughts recently. My notes app for the podcast is like full. So recently sips coffee. I don't want to call her out, but I am going to call her out. Elisa's face. So I don't know this girl and like, I'm sure she's lovely and I've heard, I've heard she's lovely, but Lily Brown, who's an influencer who I followed since before, like since like 2017, I think she's from Brisneyland. She, I think celeb spell check or Aussie influencer opinions on Instagram. I think they uploaded a photo and she'd edited off her photos. Like the background was all like wobbly. And I just thought, am I naive to think we will pass this? Like, I honestly thought we will pass. I really, I okay, at least shaking your head. I really thought we weren't editing our photos anymore to be skinnier or have bigger boobs or wider hips or more of an hourglass shape. I truly fucking thought we were over this. And I think I used to not really care. I used to think like, oh, if they want to edit their photos, you know, I used to feel like this is their content, this is their art. If they want to edit their photos look a certain way, that I feel sorry for them because they're insecure and, and they don't want to post a photo of themselves unedited. But now I'm getting angry because I thought I thought I gave them a bit of leeway in my head. Not that I warned them and not that there was a time or a letter sent out or an email that I sent them. But I would like to let influencers know, including myself, not that I ever edit photos, but like, can we just stop? I feel like it's extremely irresponsible. It's extremely damaging. It's extremely confusing as well. And it also, on a note for you, allows you to be called out of being for editing photos. It also, I've seen a lot of, on my Explore page, I don't follow any accounts of this, but like, actually I do, Celeb Face or something. They show like a photo the influencer uploaded and then like a paparazzi photo of them, like a photo or a video of them or something. And it's like, look how different they are. Uh. And I think that does two things. I think that is good in a certain way because it shows that like their angles are different. But I think it's also the same as it's like body shaming culture of like, look how disgusting they actually are. And I think 
I maybe am in a minority that can see it in a positive way where I'm like, oh my God, doesn't she look great without editing? But I think the point of those pages is to shame them and to be like, see how much they edit. I think it's the opposite, just like how magazines used to, and I guess still do say, I always say this example of Misha Barton's cottage cheese thighs that were the biggest fucking thing of 2006 that like traumatized me. Not because they were cottage cheese thighs, because it made me feel like my cellulite was shit. So you you being seen in these two different ways, if you are caught out editing photos, is shit for you because you've been caught out editing photos. But it's also shit of you because you are then able to be put side by side of what you think is beautiful and what you think isn't beautiful, but both of them are yourselves, if that makes sense. It's kind of reinforcing these ideas that you look that you don't look how you think you should look as an influencer. Anyway, I just think there should be new rules regarding editing photos. And I also think there should be rules regarding, I, in the UK, they have apparently, I'm not sure it's ever going to be enforced. But there's new rules around advertising skincare and makeup with filters. And I think that is fucking fair. I think that's absolutely fucking fair. I think if you're advertising a foundation or you're advertising a concealer or a cleanser or a pimple cream, or the goal is to change how you look, you cannot edit the advertising. That's just, it's like, that's not fair on anyone, particularly not fair on yourself. To be honest, I think the biggest draw card should be that it's on yourself, that you feel shit about yourself, Elise. Also, like, they have to have rules when they use photos to advertise, say, an iPhone camera, and they blow it up really big, and they're like, these are the photos you can take on your iPhone camera, but in small print, they have to say, this has been edited Mm. to fit the specs of a billboard. Because if you look at that, you're like, holy shit, I can take billboard-sized photographs with that camera, I will buy it. So if those rules apply, why why wouldn't they apply to someone's face? Exactly. So I used to... And when I say filters, I mean, like, I really think that all filters, even, like, colour-changing filters. So I used to, up until, only until I saw the article, I would still put on, like, a little, like, filter pack. Like, nothing crazy, like, Lightroom. A Lightroom auto or, like, brightening. But now I've made a conscious effort, and I'm not going to, again, use those things when I'm advertising skincare or foundation. Clothes, whatever. Cute, make a pop. Like, that's fine. But I think it is super unfair on your followers i think it's super unfair on the brand as well because you're giving false false hope and it's also unfair on yourself because i don't i do think well obviously it stems from a lot of insecurity and trying to keep up with each other the thing as well is i think the classic influencer is dying and i think the idea of being an aspirational influencer with your filter pack is dying like if you're that and and you love your content like i think that's totally fine if that's what you enjoy putting out and like because it is kind of your art form I guess it is it is creative it can be super creative and that's why I love doing certain campaigns and and certain ads because I can get really cre- like saintly saintly seltzer I love doing that because it's like creative and it's fun right it's like a little video project for me that's great if you like doing that but I think a lot of those filter packs and a lot of those like cookie cutter influences are getting boring they don't have nothing really to say and they're not putting forward a realistic projection of who they are. And I think it would actually help them more if they stopped editing, if they stopped filtering, if they started being more real, if they started speaking about what their thoughts are on certain issues, and if they started actually using their voice and their platform, not even for good. I'm not being like every influencer needs to use because I don't believe that. I don't think every influencer needs to use their platform to speak about what you want them to speak about because sometimes they aren't informed, they don't know, they don't care, they don't have time. Like, like I 
I'm lucky enough to have the podcast and I'm lucky enough to have the education that I have and the life experience that I have and the people in my life that tell me when I've fucked up or when things are fucked and I have interest in politics and interest in social economic issues. I also don't really give a fuck about well, I do. I was about to say celebrity gossip. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Wow. 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 But like, there are certain things like camping. I'm not going to be a camping influencer. You know what I mean? If the camping community will like speak about the new VCF range, I'd be like, no, right? That's a dumb example. But not every influencer needs to speak about things that you want them to speak about while it will be good. But I do think if there are any influencers listening who are like, why is my engagement low? Because I know your engagement's low, girls. <laughs> I know, and it's because you're trying to be in this cookie cutter. I don't want to say it's fake. It is fake, but I think it's like an enhanced version. It's like the Paris filter over your entire life. And it's not necessarily that I think if you're just doing your filter packs and you're not really putting any forward any revolutionary content, it's a bad thing. But I just think you'd be happier, your followers would be happier, everyone would be happier if we just started to be really about ourselves and making Instagram a bit more casual again and not be freaking out about, is this worth a grid post at 5pm to 7pm? Is this story worth uploading? I've in the past like month just started posting random stuff and it's made me so much happier. So just letting you guys know. Also, that isn't just for influencers, that's for everyone. Cool, guys. Um, now a slight change of pace. Um, here's some nightmare fuel. Fuck, I love this part of the day. I wish maybe we should do a whole episode of nightmare fuel one time because you guys are fucked. Let's go. So basically, this is like my tragically funny breakup story that left me with like a whole lot of fucking trauma, pretty much. So we were together for like ten months, but it was like a really rushed relationship. He basically like moved into my house after three weeks. He didn't leave. Okay, first of all, a side note, found out from my therapist recently that I'm actually anxious avoidant and that makes me feel fucking ill. I don't think I'm going to ever have a man live with me. If I or any partner, I think I would let a woman live with me actually because <laughs> their energy isn't their energy isn't overbearing. But the thought of a man living in my home, ugh, honestly, if I'm married to a man and I have kids, I will have a studio apartment separately and I'll come visit them. Maybe gone. <laughs> and then... The last two months of relationship, we broke up like six times and he moved out and then we were back together and then he'd move out and we were back together. It was like pathetic. Anyway, so he invites me away with his family to the Hunter Valley Gardens for the light show at Christmas time. So we go out for lunch with his family. We go to heaps of wine tastings. We go to the lights and his parents had booked us a hotel room because they're like those stupidly rich people from the Northern Beaches. Oh, from the Northern Beaches. I wish I had a boyfriend with stupidly rich parents. Actually, you know what? I am the stupidly rich parent. We had this incredible hotel room. We get back from the lights. We're talking. And then, like, it's just obviously, like, not working. So he's like, we should break up. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't really understand why you're saying that now when in a hotel room that I now have to spend the whole night with you. Why do people do this? Another side caveat, a friend of mine recently, her boyfriend broke up with her at like their Christmas dinner with at his family's house. And she was like, you couldn't have waited another day. I'll get on the podcast to explain in depth, but continue. That's fucked. Don't do it when I have to hang out with you and your family. Wait a day or do it a week earlier. So we're breaking up. And while we're breaking up, he's going to me, well, I would have proposed to you. What? <laughs> 
emotional whiplash vibes. I would have proposed to you. So why are we breaking up, babe? Oh, I just burped. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was going to propose to you on our one-year anniversary and then tell me exactly how he was going to propose. What? Also, that's chaotic. Uh, that's fucking chaotic. This man, no. No. Also, one year. I feel like it's a bit, I mean, up to you, whatever you want to be happy, but like one year? One year, babe? At least is that too soon? Or am I being am I being because I'm single and being bitter? I think you're being bitter. But also I we didn't get in, me and my partner didn't get engaged until seven years. So I feel like a good time is two years as someone who is very single and was on and off with some of the boys. Anyway, exactly what he would have done, then told me that he thinks in five years' time that we can get back together. And wait, what? <laughs> Okay, so let's break up. I was going to propose. I was going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to, you know, one knee, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I have an offer for you in five years' time. What's your five-year plan? My five-year plan, back together. What? It sounds like my ex-boyfriend. He used to be like, baby, you know, you know, we're going to be like 50 and like finally be able to be together. Like we're fucking Romeo and Juliet. Baby, state me now. Also, Romeo and Juliet, like, both died because they didn't talk to each other properly. Yeah, communicate. <laughs> Although this man is communicating far too much. Keep your mouth shut. I don't need to hear about your plans, your thoughts. Break up with me or don't break up with me. Don't need to hear thoughts. And maybe we can still, we can still like, go and have all our plans of, like, moving to, like, the mid-north coast and getting out, like, a cute little farm together and doing marine science together and all of this bullshit while he's breaking up and he's going... But, like, I love you so much and I was going to propose and all this bullshit. And I go into the bathroom and I'm bawling my eyes out because I was like, how are you breaking up with me and then saying you're going to propose to me? And then, like, after we've gone to the lights together, that's fucking ridiculous. Not after the lights. Not post-lights. You couldn't do it after the lights. You've taken me to the lights. How could you fucking do that to me? Ridiculous. And then he's like, come out of the bathroom, babe. Like, come talk to me. Sit down. We're talking. And he's like, but I love you so much. And he's like, but, like, it's just not working. But, like, I was going to propose to you. And then continues to talk about how he's going to propose for a good hour. An hour of someone that you're breaking up with going, I was going to propose to you. Like, I knew what kind of ring you wanted. I was going to, like, take you fishing. And Oh, my God. He's taking you through the lights and he was dangling fishing over your head. Put a ring on the end of your fishing line and not tell you. No. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Do you like fishing, doll? And get you to reel it in. I was like, I don't even like eating fish. Ah! <laughs> Fuck, men are so fucking self-centered. I was going to, because I love fishing, I was going to put the ring on the end of it and get you to reel it in. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. If a man that I was dating took me to go fishing and, oh, my God, I would be in the worst mood. It's like on Shit's Creek when David gets proposed to after a hike and he's like, what the fuck? I hate hiking. Why would you take me on a hike to get proposed to? He says yes, though. That's because David and his husband are cute. I'm actually a vegetarian and he just... Shut the fuck up! <laughs> do men... Do men... Do men... Okay. Are they aware in a relationship it is two people not mother and son, doing what they want to do for funsies. Let's continue. Did not really care about that. He was like, it's fine. So he's it's fine. No, it's fine because I want to do it. And this is how I want to be proposed to. So I'm proposing to you that way. 
catching these fish and I'm eating them. I hate them. But that's how he was going to propose. And I was just like, look, like, that's fine. I go, I, this is horrible. I want to go home. And he's like, well, we don't have to go home yet. Like, we can't go home. It's like 11 p.m. And then he goes, well, do you mind if we cuddle? And I was like, sorry. And he's like, can we, can we cuddle? Like, I'm going to miss you. Can we cuddle? I'd love to cuddle. Oh, my God. Okay. I hate the – and also, I'm a – well, I don't know how anymore, but I was a weak bitch and I used to like the, the like final cut and be like, this is our last time together. It's our last moments, baby. Let's make it last. Like, no, you just fucking broke up with me. Why would you want to cuddle? Ew. I'm ima- ew. I imagine what it looks like and it's not good, babe. It's not good. My crying mess. We cuddle for the night. We have sex in the morning. Duh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. The first time I, I did anal with my ex when we're breaking up, we call it emotional anal. Isn't that beautiful? next and then he's like do you want to come to it's a breakfast my parents and i like i'll grab you breakfast and i was like no no not really i don't want to come to breakfast you've just broken up with me then uh, he goes to breakfast he comes back and brings me breakfast he's he brings his mum, and then i start crying his mum's like oh babe you're still part of the family it's fine oh my god this whole family needs to go to fucking therapy you're still part of the family it's fine no i'm not your son broke up with me which is fine it's his prerogative in the words of it wasn't Britney Spears. Was it Britney Spears? It's my prerogative. But, I mean, I'm not part of the family anymore. Am I dust? I'm fine. Bye-bye. It's the right person, wrong time. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that's the case, really. I don't think that's the case. And then we have to drive an hour and a half back home. And then he comes to my work a week later with Christmas presents and then tells me I'm psycho when I get angry at him because he hasn't got his shit after two months. Wait, what? Wait, 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 what? You're psycho. You're not the one that took him to the lights and then broke up with him. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, sorry? And then his mum still got me Christmas presents. And then he's now trying to be like, oh, well, we can be friends eventually. Like, maybe it can still happen. Like, no, no, you literally broke up with me after taking me out with your family and then try to tell me that you're going to propose to me and how you propose and then make me spend the night with you in a hotel room. That's, yeah, that's my really tragic breakup story that I'm very, very fucked up over. This story is literally the perfect anecdotal example of when men say women are overly emotional and can't have a hole in their emotions this man said we're breaking up oh but i was gonna propose which is so manipulative by the way to be like but i was gonna do this but i'm not going to anymore i didn't even hear a reason for the breakup (laughs) he just wanted a bit of a drama and then the family are being like you're still part of the family you should have said guys you know we went to the lights together treat me better than this I mean, fuck this. Fuck this guy. I hope you guys are still broken up. I feel like that was sent a little while ago. When was that sent? February. Okay, that wasn't that long ago. So he's still trying. I hope you break up with him. I mean, look, I was on and off with my ex-boyfriend for four years. And did it get me anywhere, Elise? The answer is no. The answer is no. Uh, He's never going to change. That was pretty nightmarish. I'm not sure what to say. You know it's fucked. We know it's fucked. If you guys like the podcast, please rate and subscribe. I feel like 
every other podcast says that, so I want to start saying it. Right, and subscribe if you like the podcast. But if you give me one star, I will get really upset. I'll have to get more than one therapy session a week, so I don't do that. Okay, thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs>